0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In this episode, we're going to talk about when to let go of toxic relationships. Now, let's just be honest, we've all had them, whether it be a marriage, um, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, a significant other, friendships, Um, that toxic person that's in your family and things like that and you know in 2020 we went through some pretty devastating things you know we're still in a pandemic and although this is my first episode into the new year I usually like to try to come on and be a little more encouraging and talk about your goals and things like that at the beginning of the year But at the end of last year, it's like God started revealing to me like people that I needed to cut off in this next season, like people I needed to detach from me, where I was constantly giving but never getting anything in return. So I really wanted to start off um, my episodes in 2021 with some things that would really be helpful that some of us really struggle with. And um, I have taken a little break throughout the end of the year up through the new year just to kind of collect myself and get things back on track and rolling and just take a little break. So let's dive right in. Let's not waste any more time. We're just going to, you know, just go right into it. And, you know, like anybody else, you know, if life really ran like a storybook, you know, like the person or whoever it is that you have a toxic relationship with was um, to fall in love with that person we would not it would not be the person who broke us sadly humans tend to be a little bit more human than that you know we fall in love we commit we get hurt over and over but we stay and you know people need people but sometimes it costs and the cost is so heavy especially when it's a toxic relationship and the breakage can be so far-reaching Um, One thing about it, we all yearn for love, and love can be so addictive. Um, We all hope to love, and all relationships can be locked um, in an addiction kind of way, but sometimes the power of it can be self-destructive. You know, when relationships become loveless, hostile, stingy, dangerous, selfish, you know, we all would like to think that it would be easy to just leave, but sometimes the hardest ones to walk away from are a is a bad relationship. Um, Bad relationships, you know, isn't about being on the downward side of, you know, things all the time. Um, It's one that consistently steals your joy and follows you around with an undeniable claimer that isn't how it's meant to be. And, you know, we just have to be honest with ourselves. We, we... So many of us want to be loved, and, you know, we can't allow people to steal our joy. Like I kind of said before, um, you know, I've had a lot of relationships over 2020 where people were just taking, taking, and taking from me, and, you know, it wasn't, um, I'm just a giving person. I love to share. I love to help people, and for me, it's more like sowing a seed, but God began to really start opening my eyes and show me that some people was just using me and I was starting to be drained. And how many of you know that you cannot pour from an empty cup? When you find yourself constantly giving and giving and giving and it's a two-sided or it's always a one-sided relationship, I guess that's that's what I'm kind of trying to relate. Those are the type of relationships that I found myself in. So I want to kind of tell you when to recognize when to let go. You know, sometimes the signs are clear. Um, It could be emotional, it could be physical, it could be constant criticism, lying, you know, emotional starvation, lack of security connection, you know, distance between the two of you. Or like I said, in a friendship where one person's always giving and the other one's always taking. Um, But whatever it is, if it involves where there's important needs, always stay hungry for one or both people in the relationship then you're usually, that's a sign, that's like a red flag. You know, sometimes there are circumstances that make living difficult, and sometimes those, there's nothing in your way except you. So some of the signs that you might be addicted to a relationship are, you know it's bad, but you stay. You want more for yourself, but you stay. Um, there are important needs in you that are so hungry, and you know, but you stay. <laughs> You know, you've tried ending the relationship before, but the pain of being on your own always brings you back, so you stay. (laughs) So, what do you do when leaving feels as bad as staying? So, I'm going to give you a couple tips. Y'all know that's what I do. So, the first one is, you got to be present. Um, The pull to live in the past or in the future can be spectacular, but the energy to move forward exists fully in the present. So, it's always there, but you have to be in the present to access it. So, to do this fully, experience the relationship as it is without needing to change or control it. So, if you can actually do that and don't feel like you always have to change something or control it, then you're probably in a pretty good place. You know, this might be scary, particularly if you're in an environment where you're in a hostile or lonely, but the only way to be okay with leaving... What you have is to fully experience how broken you are. I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely been in those relationships where I've been so broken to the point to where i have like, told God, you can have it, take it. I don't want it anymore. If this is how I got to feel in it, then I would rather be without it. So that's, that's when you know (laughs) that it's, it's time to go. Number two, you got to keep track. Keep a record of how you feel in the relationship, both good and bad. You know, all relationships have ups and downs, but if writing isn't your thing, take a photo of your face at the same time every day. I know that sounds crazy, but you'll if you look at the picture, you'll see it in your eyes. Photos and journaling will capture the intimate part of you you know the day-to-day detail in your relationships and set a time during period weeks or months at the end you know look up your photos or your writings and you can kind of see if you're being drained um you know is your looks or what you're writing down is it faded you know it, is things just seem like it's getting worse over time number three be aware of what's happening in your body your body always tries to tell you something for me like when i'm going through some kind of change or, um, like for instance, I don't know if I'm the only woman that experiences this, but anytime I'm going through change and it's, um, God has got me on a new journey. I go through this thing with my hair. I want to cut it. I want to color it. I want to change it. I want to do all these things so but our body does the same thing because the connection between the mind and the body is a powerful one and if you shut down the messages that are coming from your mind your body will take over but there's going to always be warning signs um, to really warn you of these things um there may be sensations heaviness heartache tension and the way it works you know your body will start to slow down You know, there may be physical pain. Does it ache? Does it feel heavy, restless, tired, drained? Do you feel your body just withering, uh, scrunched as though it's, you know, holding you back? If your body could speak, what would it be saying to you? So try to finish this sentence. Try to say, my body is blank, whatever fits you. Tired, hurting, whatever. Now keep your ending, but replace the words, my body is, I am, or my life is. Notice what happens when you do that. Number four, how do you avoid the truth? Notice what you do to shift away from your reality. Are there unhealthy behaviors you do to stop from feeling bad? Or maybe are there healthy behaviors that you do in unhealthy ways? So try to stay, um, staying with the discomfort rather than avoiding it. How many times do I have to tell you guys that you're not growing if you're not being stretched? Sometimes it does hurt, but when we contain the pain, that's the wisdom, the courage, and the strength that you need to find the happier version of yourself and life. And you guys know I'm all about helping you become the best version of yourself. Number five, give it a deadline. You know, it's easy to forget to how long you've been living with what you don't want, hoping that one day it'll be better. But pick your one day. Let it be six weeks, six months, whatever feels right for you in that time give the relationship everything you have remember we can only work on us we can't change others but once that day that you've decided comes be honest and act from a place of strength self-respect and self-love and the answer will be right in front of you number six be selfish i know this is hard for women because we wear so many hats and we are givers and not takers But the way we think about selfishness is broken. Selfishness is about recognizing what you need and doing what you can to meet those needs. And sometimes there will be a fallout about it. But there will also be a fallout by ignoring it and not being selfish for yourself. So you matter. Your needs matter. And, you know, it always has. Sometimes that will mean putting yourself first on your list. This is even more important if it's the only list that you have at all because we spend so much time putting everybody else before us so it's time we start putting ourselves first sometimes number seven be honest about your part so is there anything you can do to put the relationship back on track it takes guts to open up and um you know what you might need to do is to react differently or you know but of course just because There is things that you may recognize that may hurt, but just you you have to decide whether it's a direction you want to move in. Um, So you have to really just come to grasp with, is it you or the other person? So for instance, just be honest with yourself. If there's areas that you need to improve, face it, put on your big girl panties and just attack it. And number eight. Ask yourself, what's your role in the relationship? It's likely that, you know, there will be some kind of rhythm in the relationship that keeps it breathing the way it does. You and your partner, the spouse, your friend, whatever type of relationship that you're going through, um, you each have a role that keeps each other's behavior possible. So, there's no way that means either of you are to blame or either of you deserve to be treated in the way you are. What it means is that over time, you would have fallen into a way of being together that makes the dysfunction easier and more tolerable. So a healthy adjustment is to an unhealthy situation. And number nine, let go of the fantasy. The fantasy of what could be will keep you stuck every time. It could be better, so much better, but just not with this person. How do you know? Because you've been trying and you're tired and there's nothing more to give. You know that the fantasy stands between you and reality and throws flowers at your feet so you never look up and see the things that they are. So the more you fantasize about what could be, the more the reality is embellished and change into something reasonable the fantasy will persuade you to hold on for a little bit longer and always cost more and moving forward so let go of that fantasy so you can finally move forward and do what you need to do and number 10 accept what is you know the more we can accept where you are the greater the capacity for change uh, this will let our decisions be driven by information that's real and accurate, not glossed up by a fairy tale image of what could be. So accept your reality as it is, your relationship, your partner, what it means for you. When you accept the truth, you live the truth. This ex- expands your courage, strength, and capacity to decide whether the relationship is the best option for you or not. And last but le- not least, fight for you. You have to fight for the things you love and the things you believe in, but one of those things has to be you. What would you say to someone you love who's feeling the pain or deadness of what you're feeling? Inside you is more courage and strength than you will ever need. You're a queen. You're a fighter. You're a warrior. You're powerful, and you're beautiful, and you're everything good in the world, and you deserve to be happy. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. But first, you might want to have to fight for it. Fight for you the way you would fight for anyone else. Love fiercely, boldly, and bravely. So this concludes this episode of how to know when to let go. So thank you guys so much for always just tuning in and listening to me. Don't forget to check me out on Facebook at Tanya Williams Life Coach. And if you have any subjects or any topics you would like me to discuss, always feel free to email me at tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com. And also be sure to check out on Amazon my new book, The Best Version of Me. In this, I give a very transparent uh, story of my life, events that have happened. I also give biblical tools and principles of how I got over those things. So be sure to check it out. You can either search on Amazon under my name, Tanya Williams, or the name of the book, The Best Version of Me. And as always, until next time.